The Service Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. Welcome to Service Evolution, America's premier destination for service industry leaders. We deliver the advice and insight you need to get ahead in your career, learn new skills, and succeed in the competitive world of service. Our podcast features experts from across the country who provide their valuable insight on topics such as branding, strategy building, and customer service. Whether you're just starting out or looking for ways to take your company to the next level, join us and discover how to make a positive impact today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black with Service Evolution. We're here with the one and only Jim Robinson. What's up, buddy? That's me. That's Jim Robinson. Mom and Dad gave me that name. That's Glad it. to be here. Let's rock and roll, man. Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Uh, we're really going to be talking about engaging audiences in, in in kind of a crowded world and what that mm. means. And and kind of go through some secrets to making lasting impact with your clients, especially in the service industry right now. You know, client, uh, people were bombarded with just messaging coming to them from everywhere. So we're going to be ch- we're chatting about that. First segment, we're going to dive into really the changing market landscape and the importance of audience engagement. Um, so one of the, one of the things, Jim, I, I was reading and prepping for this really, it's kind of understanding is in the last year, just the year, last year alone, there's been a 40% increase in marketing messaging, which is, I mean, it's already packed and that's huge, 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 huge. Um, how do you think in your, based on your experience so far that market, how do you think the marketing landscape has really evolved, and and why is audience engagement so so vital still today? Oh man, that's so loaded today because that's a big one. It's yeah. big, man. Because you know, all of us, all of us are so resistant to marketing. Yeah, right. Like, how many billboards did you pass on the way to the office this morning? Give me a number. I, I don't even know. I, I can't even. I can't. I don't even know. Okay. At some point, I I can't block them out. (laughs) When you're you're updating your socials this morning, how many advertisements came at you? Which one stood out? What do you remember about it? Are you a buyer? What is it? None of them, man. None of them really stood out. The only, I tell you one thing that does stand out is the the billboard is there's one right by our office. uh, And it's funny. And and it's for um, Broken Yoke. Not sponsored, by the way. But Broken Yoke. And uh, they're always talking about uh, their mimosas are bigger than everyone else, and, you know, or something like that. The way they say it's really funny. And right now they have one about bacon and it has this big slice of bacon up there. And I'm just, I, well, I love bacon. So that's probably why. <laughs> so you had how many pieces of advertising come out? You, you have no idea. Because I have no idea. St- we are I so can't, yeah, There's hundreds and hundreds just of it. Just from this morning. Yeah. So the speculation is, you know, there 40% increase last year alone. And the prior year, there was millions of pieces coming at you every day. Yeah. And then we got a 40% increase. That's cool. We got a big increase last last year. Yeah. The reality is, is we just don't pay attention to it. It's got to catch us. And it's only going to catch us if it's relatable specifically to us. You just gave me the perfect example. 
you seen a billboard that had bacon on it because you love bacon. Oh, That's love the bacon. only reason that it actually resonated with you. For the folks that don't like bacon, they're not going to automatically start eating bacon at this restaurant. Yeah. So it's really specific, that billboard, very specific to the bacon people, right? So how do you get your marketing that specific? Well, that's a whole other thing because all of your buyers are not equal. They're not the same. They have very different interests. One of them might like bacon, so we could send them bacon. The next one's going to like shoes. The next one's going to like belts. The next one is socks. The next one, you know, vacation. How do you get to the all of that from the marketing standpoint. So the marketing landscape is totally evolved. It is so radically different and our resistance continues to go sky high. So you gotta get very specific in who, who your targets are that you can truly add value to. Marketing, because your ability to add value, this is the value bomb, you gotta write this down. You have to market only to the folks that you can actually add value to. Mm -hmm. You can go on your own discovery. You need to do your internal work. You need to see how you align with the company, culture, values, and systems, and people. And if you align with those things, what is the value you're willing to give them? They will pay you for that value, but what is the value you're going to give them? That's truly how you get through the marketing of today. And a couple years back, four or five years ago, I went to Toronto, I think it was, on on a mission to understand socials more. And I spent three, four days up there learning from the folks that operate the socials. Mm. And they gave me very specific age groups. How do you get to this? Male, female, um, different groups, basically. And how do you get to each one of those if you're in an open market business? We're not. We're in the very specific facility service business, construction trades and renovations. That's very specific. And if we can align and add value to those individuals, the marketing comes easy, much like your description of seeing the bacon on the billboard. If we can present the bacon to the bacon eaters, they're going to buy in. And it's a perfect relationship because there's an alignment. There's some commonalities. And we do that in the most authentic way, but we're meeting the value need. And if you meet the value need, the marketing part becomes easy. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, for people to understand is, is you really, the one thing I pulled out of that is, is you had to be very targeted and specific to, and, and, and being able to provide value to them. You have and to then, add value then from there, today. Today, everybody's about value. If you're not going to get a value, check this out. I went last night and I had two meetings last night. One was to buy a new, new truck and not new. I don't buy new anymore. I buy used, but I went and bought a truck last night. And then I had a little, little group I spent some time with. And when I went into this dealership, it's the dealership owner's personal truck. And so he advertised, and I'm like, geez, this thing aligned perfectly with me. He's an owner. He's selling his truck. I'm an owner. I'm buying a truck. It, it literally was really an alignment. His cleanliness and eye for detail <laughs> is perfectly aligned with the way I am. Soon as I walked in, I met the owner of the dealership literally the owner. So he came to me. We didn't even look at this truck. We instantly took a tour of his facility. I'm in facilities. We instantly took a tour. He showed me some of the nuances and some of the challenges he has with his facilities. We're going to work for this guy. We're going to provide value to him, much like he did for me last night. We spent two hour and a half together. 
I know his life story. He's from Poland. He got here through Australia. He, his family's here now. And his entire, I didn't even negotiate the deal on this truck. He gave me a little bit of a deal on this thing. I bought this truck last night just because we were so aligned. That's cool. The alignment was the critical component. The value that I got out of our meeting last night for an hour and a half, I met the whole family. He literally went and got his wife out of her office to come meet me. Wow. It was it was such an empowering story that I didn't have to negotiate. There was no negotiating this thing. This and this truck, by the way, is, it's twenty five thousand miles. All thing is virtually brand spanking, better than brand new because he he's a dealership. He sells European cars, and it's super super high end. And so I bought this truck last night, and I also got a friendship. I got a true, authentic friendship because we align so deeply in in entrepreneurship, leadership. We talked about MBAs last night. Then that segued into my other meeting. It was really an empowering night. But authenticity, he added value to my life last night. And in That's doing so, cool. so, I became a buyer. And I bought a used truck from this guy. It's four years old. As I said, I don't buy brand new stuff anymore. I just don't want to take the hit. I don't need the headaches. It's uh, I'd rather buy something that's somewhat used and, and get a better price. And that I did. And it's really a nice vehicle. I'm, I'll be glad to pick it up today. But it, literally, I, I think I earned a friend for life. And that's so cool. He He's 62 years old. And he truly has this same message. He knows you have to add value to somebody in the most authentic way. And it was like he and I had known each other for 40 years. Our conversation, <laughs> the family came out. The son, actually, I met the son. We talked all kinds of stuff. And in doing so, I'm telling you, the entire family, and they don't do this for everybody, I'm sure. But if they do, it speaks highly as to why they've been so successful in business. And it was the easiest sale they've ever had, probably. But they also sell high-end cars. And those folks that are buying those things, they already know what they want. It's a what we call lay-down sale. They literally go in there and say, thank you, bye. But add value, no matter what. Think of value. What are you going to add before you try the marketing? How are you going to add value to somebody? There is a price tag to the value. The value is I paid for this truck. That's the value to me. But I value that relationship I just got last night, the whole family. How interesting. One of the things that I know that you're a master of, uh, you know, is storytelling. And so I want to talk about storytelling. And the the whole story you just told me <laughs> was really about storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and and the, we'll take it from the dealership side. So he told you a story. He gained a client. Um, how can storytelling help businesses cut um, through the noise, basically engage audience more effectively? Uh, well, internally, we teach just management level, even how to conduct your meetings, because your meetings, unless somebody has some buy-in and trust with you, storytelling does this. Um, it's, it's an opportunity, one, to be real, be authentic, and to engage. And then there's some commonalities that will come out in the stories. When we teach it internally, internally we kind of use a John Maxwell or a, um, 
Oh, what the uh, Brian Tracy's Brian Tracy uh, flight flight plan for giving talks, and usually it's you give a story in a two minute rendition or a three minute rendition, and then you give a minute of content, and then you have another story, two three minutes, maybe a secondary story, two or three minutes, and then a minute or two of content, and your whole meeting should be built that way. So you use story, content, story, story, content, story, story, content, because the stories create an emotional attachment. It also opens us to listen versus if you just go and here you can read this story and read this content. Okay, bye. That's too dry. Nothing's relatable in that unless, you know, it talks about cutting a finger off for somebody and somebody happened to have a finger cut off. You're just not going <laughs> to be relatable. So your stories, your stories matter. And they have to be real. They have to be super authentic. And then they become instantly relatable and change the cadence in which you speak, change your octaves, truly get into being a good storyteller and people will get involved and they'll pay attention to you. And then you can captivate the audience by the story you're going to tell and then give them the tidbits, you know, give them those content that you need them to stick to. Because if they're emotionally attached, they hear everything you have to say. Yeah. So storytelling in your meeting, storytelling in obviously in advertising or or as your marketing or your content marketing, story, story, stories, right? People relate to actual real experiences, keep it real and authentic. Authenticity, we you know it's funny, we just finished a podcast and authenticity came up as a, a major part of that podcast. Uh and really in a world where consumers are constantly, constantly bombarded with content, how important or what role do you feel like authenticity plays in, in engagement and and how can businesses achieve that authenticity in their messaging well everybody here listening can relate to a story that you met somebody you wanted to just avoid and usually when you get into these discussions if you're not talking to salespeople, everyone else will tell you the salesperson <laughs> <laughs> right they because right. the used car salesperson because they're usually telling you at least in generalities they're telling you some bs story and no one wants to deal with that i, I got tired of buying cars from dealers i started doing it through fleet then i started buying used cars directly from individuals just because i despised the sales approach in the dealership the four square yeah. they still use the four square i think the square Don't even know yeah. What's that? Last night with I this year. You're right. Yeah. 100%. Last night, and the Foursquare has been around for 45 years, 55 years. It's, uh, I don't even know. I would hate to date that. It's been forever. Uh, there was no Foursquare last night. It, here's the yeah. price. This is what I'm paying. Have a good day. I mean, it was super easy to buy from this gentleman. But it, the authenticity, the role of authenticity is one, people will gravitate to your story, your brand your story brand, how you present your company, how you present to the individuals, how you prevent, present to the world and represent that culturally, that's what people will gravitate to. Authenticity in those stories are imperative. If you tell BS stories, tell them, I'm going to tell you a BS story. That becomes authentic and relatable on some level. But you have to tell them, I'm going to tell you this other guy's story, man. I heard this guy up the other day. You ain't going to believe this preface it and then close on. I want my story because it's still just a story. Yeah. It doesn't matter. 
give the credit away to somebody else if it isn't <laughs> truly authentic to you because there's buy into that a lot of buy into that as opposed to the opposite if you took a story from somebody and you tell their story and you don't preface or close with who it belonged to people will catch you at this and if they catch you at this they will never believe in you they will never believe in you so you have to be truly authentic in your storytelling i happen to have a uh i will say a fun life floated with opportunities in my early years and they really gave me a lot of lot of true stories. And I've been an off-road enthusiast, a, a boat enthusiast. I've been an enthusiast about everything. Entrepreneurship, thousands of employees, coaching, business, speaking, writing. And so I got tons of stories, and they're just all from my life. And other people around me that have shared stories with me. So still, tell the story. Be authentic. Be super real in what it is. People will gravitate to that because they'll find an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. So I have a story to tell. And it's not my story. Yeah. <laughs> Just awesome. so you know. Well, I want, so I want to talk about cons, the concept of, of content fatigue. Now, I know about this. It's kind of new to me. Um, I, and I understand the concept very pretty well now. But I read an article, not my article, on Entrepreneur. And I have a little quote. It basically says, content fatigue is a real problem for businesses of all sizes. In today's digital world, it's easier than ever to create and publish content, but it's also harder than ever for people or to get people to pay attention to it. Entrepreneur Magazine. I agree. I think it's a, it's a challenge, but with so much content available, this is the thing. How do we as service providers ensure that our message is not just heard, but it, it's generally resonating with the audience that we're speaking to? Storytelling doesn't come come in good until there's some kind of a connection and mm -hmm. then there's an opportunity. Content fatigue is, is you're just overwhelmed all day long. And people Straight are up. trying to feed you what they want to feed you, not what you actually need. Yeah. And if there was a way to just give us, which is AI, you know, they're trying to get AI to figure this out, to give you specifically what you need, then there's a different buy-in. But then you're never changing. It becomes a complex problem it becomes super complex because now you're only getting X and you really need all these other things for you actually to grow and experience new things and have new opportunities. That's interesting. Yeah. And so in doing that, the content fatigue is it's super real. It's that's legit. And it's legit in our marketing efforts as in everyone else's. So how does, how does the marketing change? Well, that's truly the, the gift of the marketer. The marketer has to continually evolve, but outpace what's happening. Yeah. Instead of content fatigue, they got to figure out how to take content from the potential buyer. We're not going to give you any content. Here's what we will do. This is what we do. Call us if you need us. And I'm being super vague and simplistic, but instead of content fatigue, let's help them get rid of the fatigue. Let's stop the overwhelm of content. Let's simplify it, bulletproof it. That's me speaking because that's how I want to communicate. I want things to be done in bulletproof. I'm a buyer. If you convince me with a couple of bullet points and I say, whoa, I do need that, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to that next level. I'm having that discussion with you. So that's the marketer really customizing the content that they are producing to that particular person, you, and keeping it simple. And even, even with that, that's them telling a story saying, hey, I don't want to overwhelm you with the content that you're getting. Because I, and it's specifically because of who you are. 
I think that's interesting. Yeah. You know, there's so much, like you said, I drove in today and there's like a thousand things I'm looking at as I'm, and it's not a big drive. And there's just so much content coming at you all the time, but that bacon, it hit home. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back uh, with Jim Robinson here. And we're talking about marketing and impact and messaging. We'll be right back uh, in a short moment. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember, call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they're a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today, 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the second segment of Service Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, here with Jim Robinson, and we are continuing to deep dive into audience engagement and really the modern marketing landscape that we're in today. Uh, and Jim is a perfect person for this because he has so many years in business, 38. We're almost going to 40 pretty soon uh, and really has seen the, the changes in the marketplace over that time uh, and messaging and storytelling, which we just talked about and how that really, you know, impacts companies and, and how it's even more important now. But one, we covered storytelling, but now I want to talk about leveraging user generated content for, uh, for engagement. Um, now this is something also, now I knew about this, but this is something I had to dig, dig a little bit deeper into, but it makes sense now. So recently I read an article again from Forbes this time, and it was, uh, there was a quote from one of my favorite marketing gurus in there, Jay Bear. Now, if you, if you guys don't know Jay, he's really fun to watch. He's animated. He, he kind of dresses like, sorry, Jay, like a car salesman, but stands out. And I think that's the, that's the whole point. He's a great guy. He says UGC or user generated content, right? Uh, is the holy grail of content marketing. It's authentic. It's credible and it's generated by people who matter most to your brand, your customers. So essentially, it's just taking feedback from your customers and trading that into content for marketing. Um, why do you think user-generated content is, is such a game changer for today's companies in the service industry, Jim? Oh, it's in it's all industry. It, it doesn't matter where it is. You have to use this content. It's uh, in the most authentic way, and it's relatable. It's like my example a little bit earlier about buying that truck last night. Um, as soon as he, so what do you do? And he was genuinely, in an authentic way, asking what I do. And I set him in the facility service business. I gave him a short excerpt of who we are and what we do, how long I've been in business. And it was very relatable to him. And in doing that, he gave me all of his content. It was reciprocal. He gave me where he came from, when he started, what his dad did, what his mother did, 
how he, and father just passed away this last year. He literally gave me everything. And it was a, it was a reciprocal highway. We were literally doing breakneck speed last night in an hour and a half together. He knows my whole life. I know his whole life. He was being able to use my content to serve my needs. I, in turn, because of who I am, and I was able to use his content to serve his needs. As I mentioned earlier, I took a tour of his entire facility because he wants some things fixed. This guy is really, really meticulous. And so he valued my opinions, and we walked around, we told stories about things. It Using that content, that's just the most recent powerful moment that it was so crystal clear that we were both feeding on each other. Yeah. And that content was really, really what we needed to capitalize on because it served him. We had, you know, the emotional moment of his father passing away of this last year, what that meant to the hierarchy of his family. And it was just an emotional connection. And I'm telling you, I got a friend for life. It's literally, it was a game changer for us last night. I think what you said earlier was really important, which was it's very relatable and authentic. And I think like if that, for example, if that uh, owner, the CEO, grabbed the content that we're producing today and shared that with his clients, they're going to be like, oh, man, I want that. I, I want to have that same experience. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, I think that I love that you said that because I think that's exactly what it is, is it's taking true, authentic experiences that people can relate to and understand. And that's like in, in today's world, if you can, you can catch that on video, you can catch that uh, in a storytelling way. Uh, that's so much more powerful than a coupon <laughs> or or yeah. right, we're in the service industry or a special or whatever it is that people can see it's like a testimonial but it's better but don't right. just don't just uh don't discard the value of the coupon either because that coupon is super relatable to certain buyers of whatever product you may be selling true it may be the only way they get in yeah so we don't want to discredit we want to do our homework we want to find out exactly what that buyer needs in a content driven way would be a coupon for certain buyers. It depends on what you're selling. If you're a restaurant business, you better figure out how to do coupons and you better figure out how to deliver that in their need, their value way, and you're going to have a customer for life. Yeah, so my kids are all about the coupons. Yeah, it's, it's super powerful. My conversation yeah. was very different than a coupon. Yeah. A coupon, that's great. If I had got 100 bucks off, I'd have been happy, but it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the conversation in a lifelong relationship. Yeah. Very yeah. different, but my need I, was very different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, like you say, the coupon is super powerful for those. Like, my kids love coupons. Like, they'll get Jack in the Box coupons. You know, if you like Jack in the Box, that's great. I there's some things that are okay, but, but I, I like you know, and uh, their breakfast sandwiches are really good. By the way, to say not that I had anyone, <laughs> I haven't had any. I told my wife I would not have any, any of those anymore. So the breakfast tacos. Those are really good. Um, so, but my kids will get these coupons. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go. See? So they're relatable. They're like, dude, two for one. I'm in. I'm like, eh. But see, that depends. Yeah. So that again, it's really that targeted marketing to the right person for the right value. Yeah. Very smart. Very smart. So, data, data, data. Uh, we talk about this a lot. And I wanted to talk about data driven insights. Um, which is really interesting. I, I had a long conversation in our leadership group uh, with Riffman. We're doing this whole thing on, on AI. And it came into this same concept, but 
data-driven insights to really the personalization and the audience segmentation. And so we were talking about trying to find the right people, right? This is something we're, we're right in the middle of, but we're in an era of data overload as well. So from a business standpoint, how do you make the most uh, of the data to engage our, our audience or their audience on a personal level? It's being able to take that data and figure that out. How do we do that as a company with so many, so many uh, data points coming at you? You got to pay attention to what the data is, because you, if if it's relatable, then the conversation is super authentic, and you'll instantly engage somebody. Last Rifma, as in your to kind of your point there. Last Rifma, when I was sitting down with a couple of potential prospective buyers, I had asked a very couple of simple questions. And those simple questions were, I looked at their LinkedIn. We had connected before we actually met. I didn't send them a message. I didn't send them anything. But I looked at what their content, their posts were. And so I used their content to engage them. Mm. And when I did that, I asked a very specific question that was super relatable to my life. And I, all, on one of them, I just said, I see you're a believer. And as soon as I said that, the conversation had no barriers. The conversation was incredibly authentic. It was super real. Our stories were shared, and we instantly felt as though we had a 40-year relationship prior to that moment. It was based on the content that they shared. They actually shared it, and I used it because it was super relatable to me. So I asked better questions of the potential buyer. And it instantly, instantaneously shifted from me being a salesperson to truly being a friend in a relatable way. So using that data that I had acquired from a very simple source, LinkedIn, and being able to understand that because I could only understand it because it was hyper-relatable, relatable to me. And then that made for data in a most transparent way to be able to have a, just a super authentic very humble, great conversation, and I'm confident we'll be connected for a very long time. And then another one that I happened to engage, I did the same thing, but he did it to me. He had already, he knew of me. And so he asked me some very specific questions because it was relatable to where he was. And boom, it opened the door and we had some great Great conversation. So data, doing your research, figuring out the data, get very value-driven, not just content thrown, you know, thrown at the wall, hoping something sticks. If you get very data-specific and you can figure this out through your potential buyer that you know you can add value to, now you can have a very different conversation. So you did something that was super powerful there to me in, in a very short, instantaneous, you know, decision. You know, and, and very quick timing, which was data insights, picking something that was resonating to you, using the data from a user generated content, and then having it because it resonated with you as authentic. And then I'm sure 100% knowing you that you started storytelling <laughs> in, in that situation. So you're like, bam, bam, bam. And, and, the, and the result is authentic relationship. Yeah. That's why I always tell you, I always tease you about I'm a closer because it only takes takes me 20 minutes. If somebody is relatable (laughs) and there's a value add, 
Yeah. I, I just say I'm the closer because I'm going to come in and I'm going to engage in a story. And I just say, can I have your business? I want to earn your business. I'll work my butt off to earn your business. But here's what I know. And I give them that content based on either your feedback, marketing, some kind of feedback. And I use that content. As soon as I walk in, I address the content. And I ask for the work. If they didn't already give the work or the opportunity, if they didn't freely do that, they normally do. Otherwise, I'll close with, I'll just ask. I want to earn your business. Tell me exactly what I can do to earn it. And they tell you because they want to be served. I want to be served. You want to be served. We all want to be served and we want to have less disruptions. Yeah. And if we can figure out that conversation, it can happen in 15 or 20 minutes. And it is super authentic. It's real. And the world will change because of it. Powerful. So powerful. With everything that's going on and stuff we're talking about right now, and, and when it comes specifically to audience engagement, right? Do you think that social media really still plays a significant role? Is it still relevant to us as we continue to move into this marketplace where it's so overloaded? What do you think? Social media plays a significant role. We can discuss positive or negative around that as well. <laughs> True story. So the audience engagement and and the social socials plays a significant role. I'm not confident that it's the overwhelming win. And the reason I say that is because a couple of platforms, let's take LinkedIn as an example. Most people that are on there may you know have 500,000 followers or whatever's on their connections. They don't know why. They have no idea why. And they don't even know why they're getting certain content on their, you know, on, on their page in the morning to look at it. Much like um, Facebook or Instagram, well, any of these socials, everybody has them. They don't know why. I'm crystal clear on why I'm the stalker on Facebook. It's to watch. <laughs> it's to watch family and pay attention to what my family's yeah. doing. And then those socials have overwhelmed everything with all kinds of just uh, data of advertisement because they're capitalizing on the dollar value. Only reason I use it is just so I can pay attention because I can't call them all, all the time. But I can watch my 200 plus family members just because they're posting something and then I surmise what the actuality is. Based on my own exposure, I come up with what the reality truly is. And so the socials, yeah, the socials play a role. It is a significant role. How powerful it is in a positive or a negative, uh, we could probably debate that in a whole other show or two as to what, what really that does <laughs> because socials also misrepresent what the true message is that we're trying to send. And from us in a marketing standpoint, we have to be softer in how we do it we have to be almost non-specific, accept the value that we're going to add. And then understand that it'll be a perception of what we're trying to convey. And yeah. that perception will be based on the individual's needs, not based on their wants. So yes, they have a significant impact, positive or negative. Uh, I would say that I lean into the negative because it typically will misrepresent. And it's misrepresenting because there's no true storytelling unless you can really write a good story in a very short bullet point because no one's going to read the long content. No one's reading the paragraph. It has to be that elevator pitch. One liner has to be just value added in that. And then there's got to be a sparked interest to engage in the conversation. Otherwise, it, it becomes a negative and it's a misunderstood content. 
it's interesting in my own personal experience with this, it seems to me that social media is not going anywhere soon. I think it's going to continue to change. And I think the things that we talked about, the authenticity, definitely the storytelling, definitely the um, user-generated content. I think all of those things are important and then combining that with the right data. But I think doing that in a very, like it's like you said, a very positive, very personalized way, that's what gets the attention. For me specifically, sometimes I'll, I posted one time, I was up, we had uh, our quarterly meeting and I was just up early. It was like 5.30 in the morning. I was there early to set up and I just posted a, a quick picture. That got so much attention. I was like, I always said it was up early in the morning to get things done. And it was just so small, but so many people responded to it. it was I was overwhelming. I was like, what? It's like today, what is <laughs> what society in, in general looking for, right? They're looking for family time because yeah. they've all been deprived. They think they're overworked. And so they want family time. Anytime you post one of your kids, Johnny with a soccer ball, as part of your marketing plan, People are going to get highly engaged in personable content. Yep. And so that's a tremendous marketing opportunity today is showing the family, right? Our, one of our core values is families first. That's a core value. We should be marketing in that space of family first. And if we're marketing, if, if I see little Johnny or Mary with a soccer ball under her foot, I'm going to, I'm going to be captivated by that. And I'm saying, wow. These kids are engaged, they're in their sports. Clearly there's a value system, mm -hmm. points driven, value add. There's a lot of content that you can get from that type of value add, add, literally an ad, AD, and literally <laughs> watching that because it's relatable. Friendship, content, that type of stuff today is relatable. It should all be in the marketing material on all of our listeners, they should be capitalizing on what does it mean for family right now? Because society wants to gravitate back to that. Everybody's desperate trying to find that love, that connection. There's no easier way to get it than the, than the complex family model. The complex family model is a great way to connect to people. If you post yourself, you post a, a company van or anything else, it's just like everyone else. It's not going to get you any kind of traction. Zero. So yep. do something that's authentic, that's relatable. It's so funny. I, I will say there's an example. I can't remember the name of the plumbing. I won't say the name. I, I remember it now. But but they do have a commercial, and it has their little girls in it. You know, and I'm and they're talking. I'm like, oh, I hear this thing so often, but I do know the name of this, like, <laughs> which like, is a point. There's a, there's a rock quarry guy in uh, Santee or Lakeside or somewhere. Yeah. And the whole family is there in their commercial. He's got three girls. He's His wife is there and himself is there. And they just talk about yard space, what it means to renovate for family time. And the whole family's there. And then they show a yard and the kids play in the yard. It made me remember I know where to go to get stone. Yep. When I'm in San Diego, I know exactly where to go because it was super related. It's something we all crave. We want to have a good connection to family. And he does that in his advertisement. And that's really, really, it was authentic. It was super relatable and it was a value add if you need stone for your yard. So brilliant marketing, super simplistic, but brilliant. Yeah. 
I think social media is going to play a, a big part in this, and I think it, it will continue. I know uh, videos and shorts are a big deal. There's this guy I watch for every reason we just talked about. He's a little Cajun guy, likes to cook. All right, y'all, we're going to make some bouillon. He throws some butter right. down. And he certainly has a, now he has his kids in it and his kids are growing their own following. And now yeah. they're bantering back and forth on this. It's just, it's so fun because of everything we just said. It's relatable. And I, and I love, it's relatable. It has their family. It, it's very, uh, not, not everyone has to have a family, but the point is, is to have content that is authentic, that's relatable. You don't, and have, that to, is, you you don't have to be blood to be family. So it's, no, it's, bigger, that's right. it's a bigger, more broad spectrum. That's a, it's, it. Think of the, think of all of this data stuff we're talking about. Nothing grows until it's talked about. AI doesn't matter and it wouldn't matter tomorrow if no one talked about it. Nothing's going to grow until it's discussed or talked about. Podcasts are, that's why we all do this. That's why we're talking about all this content. We want certain things to grow, family to grow, marketing to grow, marketing to get very specific. So it's mm -hmm. data-based, content-based, and relatable, and it's adding value. But very specific in what that is. AI wouldn't matter today, except everybody freaked out about it a few years ago, and then everybody started capitalizing on what it meant, and now AI is growing rapidly. Yeah. It's because of the discussions. It's now the new platform. Pick something from five years ago. It was the biggest topic in the world. Ten years ago, there was another big topic. Fifteen years ago, another big topic. Today, it's AI. It's going to be the fastest growing thing. You got to jump in there. Or you're going to be lost without it. But you also have to manage it for what it's really adding in value. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. And don't have too much confidence in it yet. But it is growing. And... Uh, most companies are now using it to drive data in, internally. Yeah, a great point. All right, so let's wrap up. So as we wrap up the episode, right, can you give our listeners some tips for improving their audience engagement uh, strategy starting today? Like, what can they do today? Well, be engaged. Make sure that you have the right people on your team that's doing the engaging. It's uh, important because the whoever's whoever you're engaging with, much like my story earlier about this guy I bought this truck from, it you got to be engaging, and there's got to be there's got to be an value value add, and it's content driven. And that content, when we started to share content last night, I'm telling you, as soon as I walked through the door, he got very close to me, he shook my hand, he held my shoulder. and it was instant. We were grounded at that point, and we could talk about anything, and we did. It's really important that we do that. We've got to have that value add. It's got to be authentic. And if it can't be, then walk away, go find the one you can. Don't keep trying to sell or engage people that are not going to be truly authentic to you or with you. And if you can't be authentic to them, don't engage. Only engage the ones you're going to truly add value to, to their lives, maybe their family's lives. I'm telling you, this guy, I met the wife, the kid. I met the whole family. <laughs> it was a giant value add for me and yeah. reciprocal to him. And so it, uh, I'm, a, I'm a customer for life. If there's a need, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him up. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll certainly check his inventory to see, what, you know, if I need a car or whatever. But it's a giant value add. It wasn't about the sale. He could have cared less last night about that sale. He, he'd have kept yeah. that track and sold to somebody. He, he did not care. Sure. He did genuinely care about me. And that's how he made me feel. So engage people that are authentic to you and you could be authentic to them. So one, it's going to build you. You're going to get some gain out of that. 
but add value to people's lives. And care. 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 Add value. Care. Add value and care about people. It's a concept. Pretty easy. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you. We're going to wrap up another great episode. Thank you for all the information and value bombs today because we got a lot of stuff. We know we covered a lot of ground on content and, uh, you know, and really what businesses or service companies can do today to start making impact and make changes. If they're not doing these things, if they're not using stories, if they're not using user generated content, um, you know, if they're not using data to help uh, source and drive connection, they need to. These are the things that are going to make a difference in this crazy, crazy bombarded market of advertising. So thank you, my friend, as always. Uh, For those who are listening on your favorite podcast platform, give us a like. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for putting up with this starting. And then, uh, and yeah, exactly. And thank you for watching. If we're providing value for you, give us a like, subscribe. Uh, that helps our analytics out and lets us know that we're doing the right thing. So thank you so much, Jim. Thank you as always, buddy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the topics. You're welcome. We'll see you next time. See ya.